0: The so high.
1: Good morning, you're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and I'm so happy to be back here in the studio in Factoria, Bellevue, Washington, 1150 KKNW, Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and I am so excited today. I am bringing on Tamsin Wood, and Tamsin, where are you right now?
2: I am in Staffordshire in the Midlands in the UK, and it's the afternoon for me here. It's beautiful. It's beautiful and it's we're skyping we are it feels like you're just across the table from me though you feel so close isn't it amazing how a
1: technology can be used in such an amazing way when we want it to be absolutely wonderful awesome well let the listeners know just a little about about what it is that you do
2: I am a self-published children's author. I began writing in 2015 uh, in a publishing sense, but I've been writing pretty much since I was old enough to hold a pen. And it was having children that persuaded me to actually get my stories down on paper and published because they they absolutely love them and they are so encouraging. And kids are the best Uh, honesty they're the most honest you will ever get and when a kid tells you they like something it's probably true so when my kids said yeah we love your stories Mum. you should publish these you should share them I decided that there was no time like the present so off we went and so self-publishing why did you pick that why did you go that route I think everyone who writes has a fear that when they send their work to an actual traditional publishing company that they will get that letter that says thank you but no thank you or keep trying better luck next time and I felt that the stuff that I was writing I wanted to get out there and I I learned about the self-publishing route and there were people out there who um, I suppose like myself felt, you know, we have something we want to say and we want to get it out there and we don't need validation from somebody who says they're qualified to tell us that they want to publish our book. We just want to share it. And self-publishing is a wonderful way to do that. It also gives you the freedom to do everything exactly the way that you want it. I love that. I self- <clears throat>
1: self-published self uh, 2007 and i did my ors angel and our energy matters and i got 7000 books <laughs> just just the our energy matters so it was one of those things where i had books for years right but they're all gone i've sold every one of them that money went directly to me or i gave them away as gifts either way i used them and i felt more powerful self publishing i felt more like you said in control you could say what you wanted and i think that's uh, now it's even easier don't you think to to self publish
2: I think it is. There's such wonderful mediums and there's also support groups as well. I found wonderful friends on social media through self-publishing and we all help each other and encourage each other and share advice and promote each other and I think that is something that is really great for people's self-esteem because it really lifts you not just when one person buys your book but when somebody else goes through what you're going through trying to sell their work trying to promote themselves out there and you you feel like you have kindred spirits that really understand your journey Uh,
1: yeah and I remember giving my book to somebody the first time and how afraid I was. I was afraid of of that rejection at first and I never thought of myself as an author but I I always think everyone has a book in them, don't you think?
2: Absolutely. Every single one of us has a story to tell and I think that we all need to be brave and realize that the simplest stories can be the most powerful and there is no story that is not worth telling and everybody's story even if they are similar even if people have been through similar experiences no two people will experience something exactly the same whether it's a joyous occasion or whether it's dealing with grief or whether it's just how they see a particular thing everybody's Um, opinion is different everybody's way of seeing the world is different so everyone's story even if it's along a similar line will be different
1: yes and you love fairies
2: and I love angels we're... We did. De- we could definitely get together. I think we need to meet somewhere in the middle and get our fairies and our angels to a teapot. Yeah, you. I just went
1: over some of your your children's books, and they're just there's just really amazing. And I, we're gonna get some to me so I can read them to my uh, grandson. But uh, I just really, uh, I felt I I love kids' books. I, I could read your book, and I just felt my heart warm. <laughs> well, thank
2: you, and that's, that's okay. that's that's how, that's what I hope for. That's that to me probably means more than a sale is to hear people's thoughts and and feelings on when they've read my books and to hear if they've encouraged someone I love to hear from people who have bought my books and how it may have helped them through a difficult time or it's helped give them courage or it's just helped them just be feel a little bit happier and a little bit more um, empowered um, by reading them And so why do you believe
1: reading to our children is so important right now?
2: I think that in a world where we seemingly rely so much on technology, we we need to go back to the basics of realizing how much we can get from reading a book. It's not necessarily what we learn, for example, by reading an encyclopedia. It's not about fact collecting. It's about... Digesting things. It's about having the power of imagination given to us because, like I said before, everyone will read a book. Lots of people could read the same book and they will see the characters the way they choose to see them. They will see a scene that's set for them in a different way, and everybody can have their own opinion on that everyone can have their own concept from the same details and it's wonderful because it gives everybody that unique opportunity to see things in their own way I love that because, you know, I do a lot of
1: work with reading, so I don't read books as much as I used to. And I was talking to my grandson, who's 10, and trying to get him to find uh, some books that he wants to read. Like he gets excited, you know, wants to finish it. But I remember being his age and painting the pictures. And by the time you're done with the book, you know what that person looks like. It's like you're making your own movie in your own mind. And how healthy is that for our children?
2: It's absolutely wonderful. One of my favorite kind of comparisons or explanations of how wonderful a book can be. I saw this beautiful painting once of an iceberg and you see a small tip of it above the waterline and then it's what's underneath that is so much more important and when you read a book you're not just getting that little tiny peak above the waterline you're getting that great big mass underneath that you have to go and explore you have to find it you have to delve into it it's like a treasure chest and you have to read those pages and find all those details and and just Eat them up, almost. It's like having a delicious meal that just keeps on going, and you want more and more and more of it.
1: Yeah, and when I was a kid, I couldn't, I couldn't put a book down. If I started it and it was good, it was, I was going to finish it. But I was, again, that's I, I do the chakra work. You know, the energy work. The higher chakras are your inspiration and your ma- imagination and creativity. So more than ever, kids need to sit down with a good book and have their own, um, own gosh creativity going on inside
2: their mind and not in front of them on a computer or a television absolutely and it's it's a lovely thing as well when you get my daughter at the moment she she loves what i do she bless her she's always saying how proud she is of me but she's now started writing her own stories. she comes to me with these ideas and she's like mummy what do you think and she wants to share these ideas and she's so descriptive and she delves into her imagination so much and it's just fantastic to see and that's what I think the aim of a lot of us who are authors is we want to share that and we want to hand that down to new generations, younger people, so that they will grow up and they will become authors of the future.
1: And it'll make our our world a better place too to live in if they're doing their own books or being more creative and imaginative um, and not having it done for
2: them. I certainly hope so, because I think that even when you're writing about maybe a really painful subject, you can just go into so much feeling and depth that you can really touch somebody. And can I just say, I don't think that any one of us can know the depth of true love until they've become a parent. And that indescribable feeling of holding a life in your hands that you've created from your perfect love for another person is just incredible. And then if you come into a situation where you feel that loss and hurt and anger and pain and emptiness, but to take from that, that most devastating feeling, the thought that you could use that and you can put that into something that can help someone else that can guide someone else through such a dark time everything happens for a reason and to give somebody that gift of having that knowledge and that depth of feeling that they can utilize such a powerful emotion even a negative one to do so much good I think that reminds us that You know, when we read books like this that that share that kind of emotion, it reminds us we're not alone, even in the darkest times. And that we can find the courage and the love and the support to get through these things and to heal and to move forward. And books can do that in such a powerful way. And I love too that um, you know my book's called Our Energy Matters, but you just
1: saying that makes my heart open. And when you're reading other people's words, your heart you're you're with them. Like we're literally in a, a virtual world of our own when we're reading someone else's book and we're uh, uh, identifying with it. Or I I can't like we're
2: we're in that person's world. Absolutely, I think when you empathize with someone and you can put yourself even partly in their shoes and you can feel even a tenth of what they might be feeling it suddenly gives them a lift because they feel suddenly that they aren't on their own they're not by themselves they're not the only one dealing with that they're not the only one feeling that and it can be such a powerful thing to think that even if there is just one person out there who can understand and truly feel anything of what they're going through it's so uplifting because there is power in working together to heal there is power in working together to get through difficult times and if we can do that whether it's physically or through the power of of writing in our books then it is doing so much good in the world and that was beautiful the word empathy
1: and teaching our children to be empathetic wow I mean that's what we need more of in this world
2: Absolutely. And I think that even, you know, in times where we are struggling to teach anyone that yes, what you're going through right now may be absolutely horrendous, but there will be better days, things will get better when you've reached rock bottom, there is nowhere to go. But up. it sounds like a cliche. But it is absolutely true. And I think if we can always teach our children to see the good in everything, to take the best of situations and always to look positive and to look forward, then we can't go wrong. It's a very simple lesson to teach and to share. And it's not difficult. Anyone can teach it. Anyone can learn it. But it can have such a ripple effect if it's done well and if it's truly understood and the power of that feeling and that positivity can just go on forever and ever and ever and when you read a
1: story to a child and and things are dark
2: and then you
1: you said like the light turns on and, and there's it doesn't always have to be a happy ending, but we all have ups and downs. Like you could be going through something deep and dark and I could be up here and then I could help you through. And then when I'm it, it you never are in the same place ever. You know, we all, we have our ups and downs, but for our kids to see, you know, someone making it through something difficult or, you know, like my son was bullied and, 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 and seeing him come through and he's been on my show telling his story, how he got through it. You know, it's nice to have kids know that there are happy endings after going through some dark times?
2: Absolutely. I think that every single person who has a story to tell, that when you hear it, for a moment, you just want to feel so desperately sad for them. But then you look at them and the strength that they have in sharing that story and saying, hey, look, I've been through this, but look at me now. And that is the most powerful thing I think that anybody can share is I got through it. I've dealt with that and look at me, I made it. That's absolutely an incredible feeling. There must be so many people out there who feel maybe every day, maybe just once in a while, they feel hopeless, they feel useless, they feel worthless. Let me tell you guys, you're all doing a fantastic job. There are mothers out there who maybe are single mums, or who've maybe had to work more than one job who have maybe had to take on new roles at various points in their life, you're doing a fantastic job. When you're sat there feeling that everything is hopeless, everything is going wrong, look at the faces of your children. Look at how happy they are and know that you are doing a fantastic job never give up never stop trying and never be afraid to ask for help because asking for help is not a sign of weakness it's a great sign of strength because it says I cannot do this alone and I'm not just going to sit here and struggle I'm going to reach out I'm going to do the thing that will get me where I need to go thank you for that that
1: was lovely and I think everybody does need um some inspiration and we and they all need to hear those words because everybody I know and it's all around the world we're going through this this thing and we're not quite sure what's happening and our children are being so affected by this and again if you haven't sat down with your kids and, and read a story by now
2: this is this is the time there's no, <laughs> this is the day right absolutely yeah I mean you know make that extra time it, it it's not gonna hurt if they go to bed a little bit later Or if you put off doing that, you know, if you put off your carpet cleaning, if you put off doing the dishes or the laundry, that will still be there when you're done. Believe me, I know my pile of laundry gets ever so (laughs) high sometimes, but it is so worth it to say, you know what, the laundry can wait. It's not going to walk itself to the machine, but it isn't going anywhere else. And that time with my kids, that time spent just cuddled together because it's such an intimate experience to just cuddle with your children and feel that closeness and get lost in that imaginative world where everything else that might be bothering you, that is not so great, that is dark and cold and dreary, it just melts away. And you can find yourself in this beautiful bubble of of just magic where you can just say, right. We're going to forget everything today. We're going to just be here, whether it is in, I don't know, whether it's in Hogwarts, whether it's Mm -hmm. in Fairyland, whether it's in heaven with the ones that we love, wherever your favorite place to go in a book might be just to leave all of your daily troubles and trials and tribulations behind is just incredible. And there is no greater place than a book to do that.
1: I love that. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about that after break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
0: inside. You will see the
3: way you are. Thinking about getting away for a day or an overnight stay. Pristine Pacific Northwest Island beauty is closer and more affordable than you may think. From unspoiled hills to uncrowded Puget Sound shoreline, from wildlife and stately evergreen forests to bald eagles and blue herons, Whidbey and Kamano Islands have it all. They're both located in Puget Sound and are an easy drive from either Seattle or Vancouver, B.C. Both islands are accessible by bridge, and each island is a wonder of nature and scenic beauty to be enjoyed by the entire family. To visit this classic Pacific Northwest experience, visit whidbeycamanoislands.com or like them on Facebook to see all they have to offer. You'll discover that island time is just a short drive away and can be affordably yours this weekend. Whidbey and Camano Islands, the shortest distance to far away. Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan
1: your day away today.
3: Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 11:50.
0: Deeper and deeper, round and round, we go. Oh, into the mystery. And so we
1: grow. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie and I'm with Tamson Wood, author of a many children's books and I want to touch on what we what you were just saying because I after talking to you I I just it made me think the importance of being with your child and the closeness that we were talking about but also you know they say when you breastfeed your uh, child you get oxytocin and and there's all these benefits to it but you know kids get older and then they're not getting that 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 healing togetherness or the presence or the engagement that you get when you sit with a child close, which, which, you know, sometimes you're side by side, just sitting right next to each other. And it's almost like hugging and you're reading a book and then they know you're fully present. And I think that's what children want right now. They want that closeness. They want to be heard. And and then when the kids are reading to you, that's that's just precious. It's so precious because you, you're you teaching them, but you're listening and children want to be listened to. So when I was thinking about my kids growing up and us reading books and my grandkids now and reading stories with them, and I just feel like it's it's
2: priceless. Isn't it priceless? It's absolutely amazing. There is no greater feeling there is nothing that feels to me more uplifting with I have a nine-year-old nine going on 10 and a 13 going on 14 year old and there is nothing I like more than to feel that they are still my babies that they still want to come and hug mum and spend that time together and feeling that closeness because I think Possibly, I don't know, I can't speak for fathers because obviously I'm a woman, but for mothers, I think sometimes if we're really honest, our biggest fear in life, other than losing our children in, in an awful way, is just losing them when they grow up mm-hmm. and they leave home because you feel like, what will I do now? My whole life is is you. And then when your children, no matter what age they get to, come back and just say, You know what, mum? You know what I could really use right now? It's a hug. (laughs) Let's just sit and have some time together. Have a hug, read a book, talk about something that we both love. And that is just honestly the most incredible feeling in the universe it's it cannot be replaced you cannot put a price on it and it's just oh I could talk about it all day it's amazing just to feel that love from your children and that closeness and feel that you have that bond with them that nobody else has and it's incredible and your voice that, that, you know, I can remember
1: my mom's voice. So just that, that kind of, not monotone, but they're talking and you just know, maybe from the womb, right? We, we recognize it from the womb, but that whole experience of just sitting with your and being present with your children or your grandchildren, whether you're reading or they're reading, and then they ask questions. They're inquisitive, you know. They like the, the picture or, or they – I just I – just for me, I just feel my heart warm up because I do have my grandkids and, and I am reading books to them now. And I am so happy when they don't want to be on the television. They don't want to be on their smartphone. with all the technology right now, we know our kids are not healthy when they're around it. So – turn it all off, and sit down and read a book with your children.
2: Absolutely. And you said something very interesting there about with the the, the stepping away from technology and reading a book and asking questions. And I often say to my children, and they'll look at me with that face of, oh, yeah, she's about to say that thing again. And I say to them, the only stupid question is the one you do not ask. I love kids to ask questions. If I do read out louds in schools or in uh, nursery groups, anything like that, I love it when the kids ask questions. I love it when kids see me on the street and just come up and want to talk to me and ask me a question because it shows that their mind is working. It shows that they want to know about something that they don't understand yet. And when you impart that wisdom on them, even if it's just a little tiny little bit, it's just so rewarding to see that little look on their face as if a light bulb has come on. And they're like, oh, okay, I didn't know that before. Now I do. And they will remember it. They have minds like sponges. And they will they will take in this information and they will keep it there. And if you have something in one of your books that, that they look at and they can really connect with and they remember that and if they recite it back to you, it's like just such a wow moment because you think, I gave that to them, I shared that with them and they will carry that with them and remember that and that is so fantastic. And and your this is your purpose.
1: This is what you came here to do and that's what I think is so powerful. I love having people on my show that have purpose and passion. And you you can tell by the way you speak that this is what you came here to do.
2: Absolutely. I have I want to say that until I was a mom, until I started writing, my life just was so lacking. It was so empty. I look back at it now, and part of me feels a small tinge of regret that I wasted years wandering, not doing anything purposeful. But now I just feel so uplifted and energized and empowered to just keep going and to not let anybody stop me because it's just such a wonderful feeling to think that you're making a difference in people's lives. I'm making a difference in my own life because it gives me strength to know that I'm doing something that means something. It gives me strength to know that Even if it's just one person I'm helping, that I'm making a difference. And I think that's something that we all need to feel Dina is this value that we have we all have a special gift whether it be writing or illustrating or publishing or sharing as you do um, on on the radio we all have ways that we can reach people and touch people and help people and lift them up and I think that even if we feel that there is nothing in our life that we do that is special if we feel ordinary. We need to remember this. It doesn't need to, we don't need to be wearing capes to be superheroes. We can be superheroes by just doing what we do and doing it the best that we can and just sharing the love and the the promise that there are good things ahead and that we can make the world a better place.
1: And by finding your purpose and your passion, you may have a job that isn't feeding your spirit, but it pays the bill so you can have your purpose and your passion. And so I always encourage people to find that, whether it's music or art or gardening, find that thing that brings you joy and you can, I can tell in your voice, you you're in you are in joy, you're in joy right now, and you're passionate about what you do, and that is the energy that you, um, that's what the energy we want in this world. So it probably makes you excited to get up in the morning and do the, the write your books, and and then you have the ideas pop in, and it gets you through another day. I mean, everybody, and then to encourage kids to do the same thing, what what an amazing thing! I just I love it. Well,
2: thank you. One thing I'd love to say, if if, if that's okay with you. Sure. If somebody out there has been thinking about doing something and they've put it off for whatever reason, they've thought, I couldn't do that. It's not a good idea. I'll fail. Somebody said it's probably not the most sensible thing. You know what? If it feels inside of you that it's a good thing to do, try it. Because the only thing that you will feel bad about if you don't do it is that you didn't do it. You might fail at it, but at least you will have that sense of pride and achievement that you had a go. So whether you are six years old or 60 years old, if there is something that you have a burning desire to have a go at, whether it's writing books or Jumping out of an airplane with a parachute, please (laughs) do it. Yeah. Don't forget the parachute Jumping without a parachute, even with the grace of God with you (laughs) may not be such a wonderful idea, possibly a little bit foolish, but try what you want to try. Do what you want to do because we are not promised tomorrow. We are not promised next week, next month, next year. We have today to live in and we need to make today the best we can make it we need to make today count and if there is a just one little thing that we can do to say uh, at the end of the day when we close our eyes I did everything I could to make today the best day I could possibly make it what a sense of achievement is that you may have done something that you've put off for months that just needed doing around the house, you might've done something incredible that the whole world will talk about. It doesn't matter. It's about perspective and it's about that sense of achievement within yourself. And regret is a, is not something
1: you want. I mean, regret is, is not showing up for an appointment, you know, the appointment of your life. And I think that living life to the fullest because I'm, I'm getting older and I'm this whole thing has just taught me so much about living life, I call it full throttle, pedal to the metal and and doing the things that you love. And that is for me is being with my kids and my grandkids, my friends and mother nature. Those are the things that that make me so alive. And, you know, if we don't get it now, I don't know if you will ever get it. But it's so important to find that thing that your purpose, your passion and the thing that brings you joy. You are lifting everyone's spirits. uh, It's crazy. I mean, you could be doing the show for me.
2: Oh, well, if you ever want a day off, just give me a shout and I will gladly step in.
1: You're doing great. And I also want to give you credit for bringing up subjects in the books that most people don't want, don't want to talk about, not just children, but kids. Kids will talk about it, you know, but... Adults don't want to talk about it, and and I, I you heard my Aura's Angel uh, coloring book, and I want to talk more about crossing over, more about what happens, or what do you think happens when we cross over? I mean, death is going to happen. We all are going to pass away one of these days, and so I think children need to talk about these subjects, and I know you believe
2: that. I do believe that, Dina, because I think we cannot just turn away from the inevitable we cannot turn away from something that whether we like it or not it is it will be to try and persuade somebody that if they try harder or if they try less or if they look a different way it 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 will it will bypass them it it's it's ridiculous to try and give children especially this notion that you know oh well you know if you do something this way it won't happen that way death is an inevitable part of life it's a cycle and what I think I feel personally within my heart is I embrace every day that I live because I I know that I'm here for a purpose and that when I'm gone I feel surely that can't be it and you know, my grandparents, people that I love who have passed on in, in, in days gone by, they must be somewhere, right? And I believe that they're all sitting up there waiting, having a nice cup of tea, in my granddad's case, getting the roast dinner on and, and you know, keeping himself busy in the garden. And I believe that they are waiting. I believe that we will all be together again one day and that we will be in, I hope, a utopia, a perfect world where no one is sick, no one is poor, no one is sad, no one goes without. And that will be a wondrous day. But I feel that life here now as we are living it is the universe's way of telling us, you need to try harder, you need to make it work, you need to keep looking and moving forward. And that's what we do every day. We need to encourage those people who have sat down and given up, those people who are stuck in that place where they feel that they cannot carry on. Because I want those people there with us mm-hmm. on that wonderful day when we're all reunited together. I want everyone to enjoy that perfection, that that world where everything is just as it should be. And I feel that that's why we have this duty now in this life to prepare everyone for the next life and to keep learning those lessons to move us forward not as an individual not it's not a race to get there first it's not a race to get there the smartest best looking best dressed with the most money with the biggest house it's about stopping and turning around and helping that person who's on the floor, helping them up. And if you need to, pick them up and carry them. Because at some point later in your life, you might stumble in a hole and need carrying yourself. And just possibly, it may be that person that you lift up who carries you when you most need it.
1: And I believe that's true. And we all, like I was talking on the last show, uh, there's ups and downs. And and it's really important that we're present for human beings. And it's funny because I was uh, getting my inner voice one day and it says, we need more of us to show up in physical form. And what they were saying is more light flowing through us so that we can bring that light here to earth. And I was thinking like bringing heaven here on earth and it's what you're talking about. And I think it begins with our children. I mean, right now, I think it's more important than ever to be physically present for our children to do things that are tangible for them so that they know that they're loved. And because adults, there are adults that they may not want to reopen their heart. Maybe they're past that point and that's that's their decision. But right now we have some. Some really major hope going on, and that's our our young children. And I work with teenagers, and it doesn't take but you know an hour a week uh, me volunteering with them to make a huge different in difference in their lives. And now they're thirty. Some of these kids, and they're coming to visit me, and and they're doing healing work, or you know they're just they're just musicians, they're just kind, gentle, fascinating people. But it didn't take me, but you know it was an after school group that I had on Fridays but giving yourself to other human beings is is that's essential don't you think
2: <laughs> absolutely i mean i'm oh well, i'm not going to tell you how old i am i'm i'm older than i wish i was <laughs> i feel half my age most days apart from mondays um, and then i feel about 100 but when i get kids who i connected with maybe 20 years ago through things that i was doing back then and i see them doing really well Like you've said about kids who reconnect with you that that you used to know when they were younger, it's so uplifting to see where they've got to, how well they're doing, and that they possibly or maybe attribute some of that success to you and your intervention. And you do, you feel that sense of pride that just in the smallest way, I helped you get where you got. And that's what I think we should all strive to do, whatever interactions we have with other people we have to realize that those interactions are important no matter whether they're for a moment or a day or a week or for months or maybe forever one one little meeting with someone can have an effect on them for the rest of their life and we need to make those those incidents Uh, We need to make them positive. We need to make them matter. We need to not walk away from them thinking, I could have done so much better. I could have done so much more. And that's why it's worth hanging around for just that extra time to say, what can I do to help you and help myself the most so that we both move forward from this occasion, this moment right now, and take the most from it that we can i want to go to break, but I want you to help uh, some mothers with some wisdom on homeschooling after the break. Can we do that? We certainly can. I'm Uh, not sure whether it will be wisdom, but it will be something.
1: All right. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Little
0: dreamer, empty your cup. Watch the world come and fill it up. Not too loose, no, not too tight, just
3: breathe. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or The Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information
1: contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening.
3: Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150.
0: You turn to let yourself unfold Remember the names that you were told On the breath a sacred wish.
1: Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and I'm with Tamsin Wood. Welcome back, Tamsin. Thank you so much, Dina. <laughs> I love the fact that I talked to you as shortly as I did because the connection wasn't very good, but how you were like, I just got done homeschooling. So, how's that going for you?
2: <laughs> um, depending on what day you ask me and what subject we're doing, you will get a different answer. Maths and science, not so much, English and geography. I'm all there. I'm totally on board. It's been an insane few months doing this homeschooling thing. If you'd said to me even 12 months ago, guess what you're going to be doing next summer? You're going to be homeschooling a high school kid and a nine-year-old. I would have looked at you and thought you were absolutely insane. But you know what? We've got through it. And I think well, first of all, absolute kudos to anyone out there who has homeschooled their child while having another job. I'm lucky as a self-published writer, I get to work my own hours in my home if I want, when I want. And I'm very blessed. I have a husband who looks after all of us tremendously. And I don't have to rely on myself to pay the rent and the bills. So, you know, I have a unique situation in that sense. But There's mothers out there who have juggled one, maybe even two jobs and homeschooled their kids. You are, to me, you are superheroes. You're amazing. There are people out there who have had to suddenly go back maybe 20, 25, 30 years to remember what they learned in class. And we're all thinking to ourselves, I really wish I hadn't fallen asleep in history because now I wish I'd been there when he was talking about something that I have no recollection of and you're furiously trying to find something to help you with it. But it has been an amazing experience. I think I've only stopped talking to my kids about five times during the (laughs) last few months. Um, We've had a couple of strops. We've had a couple of incidents where I maybe possibly might have very irrationally threatened to dangle one of them out of the window Um, If they didn't stop being awkward, we've had to argue over television use and slamming of doors, that kind of thing. But you know what? It's brought us closer together because I think we have all realized our strengths and our capabilities and how far we are willing to go to make something work, how patient. I have become, I am not a patient person, Dina, at all. It is my one failing life. I have zero patience whatsoever. I get road rage sitting next to my husband in the car and I'm not even driving. So to sit and homeschool two children, to keep them up where they should be with all of their learning, it's been like, oh my goodness, it's been like the journey in Lord of the Rings for the (laughs) first To get to Mordor without losing the ring, it's been insane. But today, we've got a week left to go here of of our semester before the kids um, have their summer break. And I'm just thinking, I know how teachers feel now. I cannot wait to turn off the laptop, not have to worry about the time, Monday to Friday morning, not have to sit my kids down and say, right, come on, pay attention, get off the phones, (laughs) Stop staring at the telly, stop stuffing your face, time Mm -hmm. to work. And we can just relax and enjoy. And that is such a priceless feeling. And And now I understand how much our teachers put into this, how hard they work, how much they are still doing by being in school with key workers' children, how hard they are working, even if they are at home, by preparing these online lessons for our children. They're amazing. I, I just think teachers are absolutely the greatest people in the world right now, other than our first responders. I th- I think they're just
1: superheroes. And that's what I'm getting out of this, is that the people we took for granted are now superheroes. They're, and we really do need to treat them, not just now, but forever, with that respect and, you know, just understand that they're there all the time and we take them for granted, so... That's what I'm getting out of this, and the fact that people are now taking time to be with their children—that's that's that's the blessing in all of this for me, anyways.
2: Having said that, I am so looking forward to not having to teach in September.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, again, you um, are an amazing writer. How many books have you written? Uh, I think I have a dozen on my bookshelf now. Uh, Well, I'm going to read something. I have to because I want to so badly. Little Angels, above all things, an angel is patient and kind, helping those who have left precious loved ones behind. They watch over the families of both young and old, bringing lost souls back home. At least that's what I'm told. As we go on our journey through life, they are there to protect us and guide us in times of despair. They work tirelessly, shining their light every day as they strive to keep darkness and trouble away. And I that just hit me because, you know, I wrote my Aura's Angel coloring book about my my grandma's baby passing and how when she was older, she told me the story and she wanted me to tell the story. And it was only to me that she told it. So I had to write the book. I, I was compelled to write it. But it was about how um, angels are always watching us and what she got out of it is that her baby was in, in that, that beautiful light and the angel came to her and showed her, you know, and, and made her at peace because she was feeling that grief and that hopelessness and, and basically feeling that God had forsaken her. So I just I just love that
2: that we're kind of on that same wavelength, you and I. I think it's so beautiful that she shared that with you because she obviously had this feeling, this instinct that you would be the one, the best one to share her story, to put it into words and put it down on paper. And I think it's a beautiful moment when you meet someone like I met um, the family who were involved with um, the book that you quoted from and they shared their story with me of their loss. And at, at the same time as feeling this, this despair for them at what they'd been through and thinking what unimaginable pain they must be feeling. The fact that they shared all these sentiments with me and allowed me to put those down on paper and, and put that out there, it, it was such a sign of strength for them and and a, a feeling of trust that they had in me that they felt that I would be able to help them put that out there to help other people to deal with what they had gone through I think that we meet everyone we meet for a reason we share the experiences that we share with those specific people for a reason and there is always a message that comes from that like how you shared your grandmother's story, like how I shared Everly's story. And it's it's just these serendipitous moments where these happy little coincidences happen where you happen to be where you are and when you are. And things happen, and they may not seem like wonderful things at the time. But afterwards, something so wonderful and so powerful can grow from that. These seeds are not planted by accident. They're not just dropped out of the sky and ditched somewhere because nobody's looking. These are little seeds planted by, I believe, by God in certain people because he believes that those people can share those things and they will share them in a way that will be lasting and powerful very powerful and messengers are
1: angels or messengers and i think that they they use certain people to be messengers also and so we tapped into that uh, that realm i guess but you i
2: think and i are very imaginative we might be children ourselves don't you think oh absolutely yes <laughs> i'm 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 just in a grown up's body i have a mental age of i think about 8 <laughs> yes that's a good age too i love 8 and if if more adults can
1: be more childlike which we know is is going to keep you young at heart anyways, but that's where those great uh, books come from. But I also think that's where uh, spirit or God taps on your shoulder and gives you that wink and serendipitous occasions where you just know you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And so I just, and your books are beautiful. I just, how can everybody get your books?
2: Uh, they can go to my website, which is www.oncangelfordnock.co.uk and there are links to all of my books on there, which you can click on, which will take you to Amazon where you can purchase them from. Um, my email address uh, is also on that website if you want to get in touch with me. And I am on Facebook. Uh, the fairies on Cangleford Knock are on Facebook. And if anybody out there wants to connect with me, talk to me, if anybody wants to throw an idea that they would love to see in a book, I'm always open to new ideas. Like every writer, I suffer from writer's block occasionally. So new ideas are always welcome. And you know what? I just love to talk to people. So if you're having a bad day or even if you're not having a bad day, I would love to hear from people just to say hi and how are you and tell me their story. And you never know, there could be something in it. And so I,
1: I question, because I help people through writer's block Um when do you think you you get to that point? because I'm having a lot of musicians right now really frustrated with what's going on because they can't play and and, and the songs aren't coming to them. How do
2: you what, what do you think causes writer's block? I think two things can cause writer's block. I think sometimes we go through periods of our life where everything is maybe a little mundane and nothing that we consider to be out of the ordinary is happening. So we feel that it's not worth writing about. So we don't actually maybe have writer's block. We're just feeling maybe a little uninspired. And I think that possibly in those times, you need to remember that even the very ordinary can become extraordinary if written in the right way. So there can be, you know, going back to the unsung heroes that we talked about earlier, there are very ordinary people out there They look ordinary. They sound ordinary. They they don't look anything special. They're not, you know, all shiny and big and, and, and impressive. But they have sometimes the most amazing stories to tell because they have had just such amazing lives. But they just go around looking very, they blend in. And sometimes it's those stories that stick out so much. The other time I feel writer's block, and I had this last year, was when um, my family was going through a really rough time. Someone very close to me was struggling with um, depression and anxiety, and I just could not see the wood for the trees. Everything felt like it was caving in on me, and I couldn't see that little glimmer of light that, that gave me any inspiration. Everybody goes there. It's none of us are immune to this feeling. It's not like being a writer, being creative means that you never go to those dark places. And I think it was just a choice of: Do I want to stay here in this dark place, or do I want to claw my way out? And do I want to reach for that light? And do I want to take some of what I've found down here in this darkness with me, and share it so that if anybody else ends up down here? in this dark place, they might be able to cope with it because somebody else will be able to understand what they've been through. And suddenly when I came out and I cleared my mind, I just said, right, I'm not gonna let things bother me that usually bother me. I'm gonna sit there and make a list of what's truly important in my life. And you know what, when I make a list of the things that really, truly, absolutely matter to me in my life, Dina, it's very, very short. It's my family, my husband, my children, our health, and our happiness. And those are the core things. All the other material stuff, yeah, it's great. It looks nice. It's fun. It takes up time. Even even our books. But to have those key things in our lives, if you have happiness and love and support, you have, I promise you, you have everything if you can reach out and find those things you won't ever have writer's block because you will have everything you will ever need yep
1: and you you said low spirits and then that the show is called lift your spirits and you did do that but you have it perfectly this is what the whole lesson has been for 2020 it is your health it is your family and it is basically finding that thing that that drives you and and the joy and the passion to tell your your story
2: whatever that story is. Absolutely. Yeah. And people need to cling on to that. People need to not see this as just a phase that we've been through. Like it's now it's going to go out of fashion. People need to really draw from this. They need to remember this. They need to think to themselves, right. When I was at my lowest, when I felt the most hopeless, what did I do? And on those days where everything feels hopeless, and they feel lost. They need to reach out and grab hold of that thing, that positivity, that connection with what is really important to them. And that will lift them. I promise. I love it. I love it. I
1: just really enjoy talking to you. You've opened up parts of me that I, you know, like I'm thinking about being a kid myself reading books and now being with my kids. And I think the prescription, you know, I'm gonna leave everybody, you know, this Friday with the prescription to to pick up a book. And I really do miss the libraries. I have to say that I really miss the libraries, going there with my grandkids, having them pick out their books, you know. But uh, right now, there's a lot of authors online, please reach out, get, you
2: know, have the kids pick the book out, read it with them. Uh, one more time, your website is www on kanglefordknock.co.uk.
1: This has been a joy. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. been wonderful. And if anyone wants to get with me, I'll be on whidbey Island um uh, doing what I do. Uh things will start to open up I hope soon. Uh we are in uh stage three, so we do have restaurants open. It's pretty hard to get over there on the boat during the weekends, but Monday through uh Actually, Tuesday through Thursday is a good time to visit uh, Woodby. Uh, you can drive on Kamano, Woodby Camano Island. Uh, my favorite places to be. Uh, yeah, I will be doing my retreats come September again. Uh, it's just a really good time. The orcas are out. The whales are coming through uh, as we speak. So I'm really thrilled to be on Woodby Island uh, as things progress. I'm looking forward to uh, doing my healing work again, and um, I just want everyone to enjoy their time with their children and and Make this a really good day. Join us next week for more people, placing activities that will lift your spirits.
0: Little dreamer in the deep Open your eyes from the long, long sleep Up above the world so high